Hello, this is Edward Lauder, founder and editor of Small Screen. This is Sean McLaughlin, story executive at the ISA, producer of Batman Beyond and Justice League Unlimited, and the writer-director of The Last Night of the Twi-Night. And this is James Simon, CTO and producer over here at Small Screen. We're all here this week. Greetings. How are you guys doing? I've, I've got two things to say to start off. Uh-huh. First of all, I, I'd, li- I'd like to thank my daughter for giving me this awesome Jor-El t-shirt for Christmas. Cool. Um, nice. And secondly, Edward, was that picture, that hair, was that from when you were on tour with NKOTB? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, that was actually, I, I took that video in Amsterdam because James was like, I need a video of you winking at the camera and giving and a thumbs already, up and giving a thumbs up. And I was already in bed, <laughs> so, so I just did it in bed. And then he saved it, he, he's not used it for anything. He saved everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you send me something, I'll probably end up using he's, it. I was like, Oh, this is a nice Instagram boyfriend video you sent me, Edward. I gotta save this. Very dangerous. I told, I, I, funny. I, I told Tom Mason that I'm like a, a hoarder with ideas and James is like a digital hoarder. <laughs> he yeah. is. That's exactly what he is. He, he'll, he will keep everything. And then he, he always knows when to use it and, and when to make you very embarrassed if it's something like that. And he can find it when he wants to, which is really yeah. the most amazing thing. <laughs> well, he's, he, he is our very own Batman. He's just in there in his back cave. He's, he'll just say, computer. <laughs> Bring up the embarrassing video of Edward. And the computer says, which <laughs> that wasn't me. That was my computer. You called what? me to do it. <laughs> What's Donnie Wahlberg really like? It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's nice. Nice guy. Have you ever? I thought, watched, he was, you... I thought Edward was in the band Five Pence back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to be a very short show today, isn't it? I could already feel it. Maybe for you. Well, yeah, <laughs> James was complaining the last week's show was too short. Yeah, I thought last week's show was the perfect length. Actually, I thought we got through everything very succinctly. Got through it before I had to go pee, so that's great. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right now, no. God, this is not going to stop. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh dear. See, Barry's very excited. He's talking in all caps today. <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just here for the color me bad references. <laughs> I got that joke. Come Thank on. you. <laughs> Should we talk about the Flash? <laughs> Let's talk about the Flash. <laughs> Move away did, from that. <laughs> did Sean like the Flash trailer? Yes, Sean did like the Flash trailer. Oh my God, he, Sean likes something DC related that's coming wow. out. This is this is big. <laughs> I was I was really impressed with it. I thought I thought it was coherent, and um, with all the the talk about what's been going on. Um, it, it it seemed like they were actually like weaving things together interesting and um in an interesting <laughs> way which was surprising blame it on james anyways i knew that was going to derail the whole show when james showed it to me before and he's like i wanted to keep this a secret but i'm going to show it to you i want to see how sean reacts i'm like my head, I was thinking, well, Sean's going to laugh, but then there's going to be about ten comments all about this thing. It's never going to bloody stop. I'm well, I'm disappointed because <laughs> it didn't segue into my dick in a box video. <laughs> <laughs> better, better than no comments. <laughs> it's true. That is true. 
Yeah, but the uh, <laughs> Sean, the Flash trailer, you you liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who? I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, it's it, it Ezra. Ezra Miller has has dodged criminal arrest and, and seems to be charming in the trailer. It's, yeah, that is true. That I, I, watching the trailer, I was kind of like, I understand now why um, Warner Brothers was so desperate not to cancel this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you get, I mean, f- I suppose for me, the big part of the trailer was Michael Keaton's Batman. They, <laughs> Um, and that that was that was the thing that really kept me going, like in that trailer. Because I'm I'm going to be honest, the first part of it, I was like, well, they're just doing Flashpoint again. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I was like, okay, fine. I, I you kind of already know what the story's going to be, but um, there was something about the kind of almost like the nod and the wink, like the knowing the the knowing kind of aura that Michael Keaton has about him that you're like, yeah, this is going to be a bit different. And also, there seems to be a lot more of Michael Keaton in this film than I expected. Right? Uh, judging by the trailer, at least. They're making up for Batgirl, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I don't like going to theaters just because of my anxiety issues. But, uh, man, I would have loved Damn. to have been in the theater to hear what the reaction was the first time Keaton said, yeah, I'm Batman. Mm. I mean, because I almost jumped up when I heard <laughs> it. I'm old, so that you know my knees hurt. <laughs> you don't have so, to be old for that. I enjoyed the trailer. I what I really liked um, in the trailer was, well, yeah, you get the the shot of the house and then the street, like in the Flash series where his mom died, and then they did the Flashpoint. It was a nice nod to that. But I really, I liked the whole um, gave me Inception vibes of freeing uh, Kara, Super Supergirl, Superwoman mm-hmm. on the the Arctic mountain uh, base where they're freeing her from. And there's a big fight scene that gave me inception vibes. And I love scenery like that. It's nice, open and bright. And you have all these guards coming at you. I really like that. Um, but what I liked the best was the Super Bowl TV spot. <clears throat> it was minimal so I sound. Haven't, I haven't yeah. seen that. Minimal sound design, minimal dialogue up until the Batman part. And I was just like, that's how you cut a teaser. I always mm. love that kind of stuff. So, um, and then the flash suit, the first opening shot, um, I wasn't a big fan of. It reminded me of the Green Lantern. So I'm like, okay, they have time to work on that. But then there was the one shot of uh, the flash outside his house. And then he's kind of like, he's like long and, and slinking. It reminded me of the JLU, JLU uh, flash. And that art, and that really sold me on it. I liked it. And uh, uh, someone asked, where is it, who the villain is going to be? Uh, not sure who the baddie is, Sean Soundtrack said. Uh, it's going to be The Flash. It's going to be like, damn it, Barry, you screwed it up again, just like in the TV show. It's going to keep yeah. screwing it up. Yeah, I find that uh, more interesting that, that you know, yeah. Barry Barry's his, his own worst enemy. That's, mm-hmm. a really, that's a really interesting take on it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we've heard a lot of stuff about who's going to be the villain in this. A lot of people have said there's a third version of Barry that's like, did try to do it all before the version that we know is hmm. doing is doing it uh, like a that. dark a dark flash is something i've oh, heard about yeah dark flash i heard about um and everyone's saying they want savitar instead of dark flash i don't know if you remember mm-hmm. who savitar is from the flash show or the tv yeah, show, yeah, yeah. comic book yeah. yeah um and then there's yeah. thon you board thon 
I, th- I do. I do wonder whether Reverse Flash will play some sort of role in the movie more towards the end, though, as in they'll hint at it for a future film. Because I get the feeling they're gonna they're gonna carry on with with Ezra Miller as the Flash, mainly mainly because he's kind of managed. Sorry, they have kind of managed to get through this quagmire of legal issues. And it seems as though, I mean, even though the the poster didn't actually show his face, their face, um, it, it, it the the trailer is very. I mean, there are two versions of Barry Allen in this trailer, so right. it's very much Ezra Miller fronted movie. Um, I I I like their version of Barry Allen. I th- I think it's a good version. I think it's an interesting one. I think we're going to get to see. Ezra play very different Barrys in this movie. I'm not even sure if the second Barry is actually a superpowered being. The at the beginning it kind of seems like he won't be, and then there's a mm. there's a scene at the end of the trailer where you do see two <coughs> two flashes, but, two feet. Yeah, the two feet coming a, together. Uh, superpowered twins, <laughs> yeah. twins activate. Yeah, well, there there are the tornado twins, which are. Barry Allen's mm. descendants in the uh, Legion of Superheroes timeline, the nerds. Right. Yeah. But so, I, I but, see it. Go on. Go on, Sean. Well, I, I think the idea of, of Barry being the reverse Flash is is interesting and, and sort of a surprise that there's one from another dimension who evil is. And while, while these Barrys are trying to fix things, he's running around actually trying to screw things up. That would be kind of interesting. I think so. I, I think there's a lot in this movie that, like we, I think we, the, the trailer only really scratches the surface of it. We get to see a lot of moments in the film that might be quite um, fan servicey. So, like Michael Keaton coming back, Ben Affleck's Batman coming back. I actually wanted to get your opinion, but uh, James and Sean, on Ben Affleck's Batman wearing a bra. In, oh, it's the, the armor chest plate. It's just an armor chest plate. <laughs> and you know, about once, like Sean says, once you put. Batman in armor. He's not Batman, not Batman anymore. anymore. But I know. I think I think the blue and gray looks great. It's good to see that. Um, and I like the shot of all the bat suits that Keaton has um, from all the iterations. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm all down for Batfleck, and I think that's Batfleck in the on the Bat Pod. But if that was Christian yeah. Bale, if they add that yeah, in later, that'll be hilarious. It put me in mind of that thing that football players wear that tracks their telemetry, telemetry for the team. Mm. Right. Yeah, right. I I think it's an element that people on Twitter are getting very um weird about that that whole thing that whole <laughs> moment which I was a bit like. Well, the one what? thing I the one thing I put on Facebook today is like there's going to be people who are going to be fighting to find something to get angry about in this trailer. Yeah, yeah. One yeah, of my friends true. wrote, "It must be exhausting being angry at finding everything to be angry about." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Hey, what's Actually, up, Baker Town? Picker towns here. Um, James, you mentioned something quite interesting about uh, Christian Bale. So there have been a lot of rumors uh, spread by a certain uh, scooper online who will go unnamed. Um, actually, well, it, you know, the, the 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 rumor was that there's going to be a third Batman in this movie, and it's going to be one of the original actors that played Batman. So either Val Kilmer, now I'm pretty sure Val Kilmer's out. Right. Um, George Clooney could be. Or Christian Bale. So the reason a lot of people are saying George Clooney was because uh, Christian Bale has said on multiple occasions that he, he'll only play Batman again if Christopher Nolan's involved. Right. Uh, 
but he also said he'll never be in another superhero movie again. And then he's playing Gore the God Butcher in Thor Love and Thunder. And then he's like, oh, I didn't realize this was a superhero movie. I'm sorry about that. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you pay him enough money, he'll turn up to do something. Yeah. Uh, so do, do you think a third version of Batman's going to be in this film? And is it needed? Well, there's the rumor out that came out today that Clooney's going to be playing Bruce Wayne and not uh, Batman. Batman. So he might make a cameo like that. I actually, I was trying to think because Warner Brothers is trying to merge all the universes, like the Batman timelines together. Um, they did it in the CW cross crossover. They said, okay, well, Batman 1989 is on this earth and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was thinking, well, maybe Batfleck is an older Christian Bale, but then that wouldn't make sense. Um, unless, yeah. you know, he, he came out of retirement. Then he got, you know, his Robin and Joker and all that stuff. It was just the bat pod that made me think of that. Um, I, I do want to go back to uh, really quickly. Uh, the other flash we were talking about, stay left. It says he seems to have no powers to the lightning strike. You saw in the trailer, the two flat, uh, the two Ezra's and then they're both getting hit by lightning. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of the flashpoint animated series trying to recreate that. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> but anyways, I think maybe Christian Bale could show up, but um, at this point, I'm not going to make any any predictions. I'm just going to enjoy the film, I think. Mm. So, I, what, what I'm actually looking think? forward to it, which is a surprise. Well, this is mm. the interesting thing, because there were two two big comic book movie trailers were released on the same day at Super Bowl. One of them, they're both technically involving James Gunn. One of them was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and the other one was the Flash movie. And I was very much whelmed, like, I'm going to use that word, whelmed by the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer. Because I was like, it looks like everything else we've ever seen from right. Marvel, this movie. Right. Maybe a bit more emotion in it, a bit more Chris Pratt trying to emote on, on screen. And um, then the Flash trailer really took me by surprise because... I wasn't expecting to feel, to get so excited for this film. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be good. But I'm also wondering whether a lot of it might be a bit like what happened with Spider-Man No Way Home. I keep hearing about those comparisons, but I think it's going to be a different beast. You reckon? I think so. Uh, probably in execution um, more so than anything else. I mean, you're not going to have these Doctor Strange portals where everyone's just going to show up whenever you want. Uh, mm. Time travel and multiverse will be involved, of course, but there's going to be limitations and rules, I think, that they'll have to go through. Kind of like Flashpoint. Um, but maybe Grant Gustin's a villain, right? Maybe he's like, I already screwed this up. I'm not letting you screw this up. Tom Cavanaugh. <laughs> Bring Tom Cavanaugh. Oh, I would love that cameo. He's a great actor. Yeah. Underrated, underrated actor, actually, Tom Kevin. He can do anything. Just watch he the had Flash, his own you know he can do everything. Exactly. Yeah, he had, he had his own series, eh, called Ed. Do you ever yeah. see that, Sean? Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. But, the, but the, the stuff on The Flash was just, he just dug in and, and created like 12 characters based on one guy, and it was, it was super impressive. Yeah, mm -hmm. it really was. Yeah. Uh, I think... Um, one of the things I really liked about the trailer actually was getting to see Michael Keaton's Batman in sunlight, which is something I don't think you've ever seen before from the Tim Burton movies. Looks kind of strange. <laughs> it's a good scene. Like I like the fact, you know, he, he lowers his hand 
who, who, and then you see uh, Sasha Kala's uh, Supergirl behind him, who is another new character in this supposed DC universe, um, taking, I think it does take quite a bit from the Flashpoint um, storyline where it's, it's Superman in the Flashpoint storyline, but it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? He's being, ca- he's being held captive. Yeah, with the red, ra- red sun radiation by Lex Luthor. Yeah. yeah. What did you make of the look of, uh, of, of Supergirl in this, in this trailer? Boy, I thought it looked great. And, and seeing the set pictures, I was completely underwhelmed. And, and now I am beyond whelmed. Uh, I mm. thought it looked really well. I thought they, what we saw of the action sequences with Supergirl was kind of what I always imagined a Kryptonian to be like. Um, and, you know, she seems to have a purpose to be there. It's not just, we're not just introducing another character to introduce another character. It's like, it seems like there's a, a logical reason for it. So I'm, I was really impressed with it. I was impressed with everything, actually, mm, in the yeah. trailer. Um, uh, one line where Ezra says, because my mom lives here, that, like, I was like, okay, we're getting this kind of acting. This yeah. is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. And that's not Clark. <laughs> no. That was good. Too. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this film does, how it performs, because there's been. I've said it the whole time. I think this movie is going to do really well, not just because it will be. It it looks really good, but also because of everything that's been going on with Ezra Miller. Yep. People are going to want to watch this movie. Yep. It's a, a very a very high profile actor at the moment. And people want to know what's going on for, with it. for all the wrong reasons, but exactly, people are going to yeah. want. I mean, there's going to, there's going to be a huge curiosity factor just to see what he does and what they're going to do with him afterwards. And it'll so, be interesting you know. to see how the PR tour goes. <laughs> if they let no, if they let Ezra um, go and do some PR work, um, maybe that'll soften the blow, and maybe uh, it'll warm the public up to Ezra a bit more, especially well, after this trailer. One of the gossip sites I follow said, and they, they're usually fairly accurate, like 85% accurate, said that um, it's already pretty much been decided, very limited uh, press for Ezra and um, a hard lock on what kind of questions can be asked. Hmm. That wasn't a small screen, was it? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, I said follow, I said uh, a site that I follow, not follow religiously. <laughs> well done, thank you. But no, I was I was very I was very um, pleasantly surprised by this trailer. I really like Andy Muschietti. I think he's a good director as well. Um, I liked the first It movie. I thought that was very good. I wasn't a massive fan of the second one. Um, but he's done. He come, He's another one of these directors that comes from a horror background, uh, which is really interesting. A lot of them end up doing comic book movies, but they, they seem to. He seems to know what he's doing, and um, they're also. Then there are reports that James Gunn already wants him to do another another DC Comics movie. What What would you think that would be? Another Flash. Another um, Flash. Do you reckon they're yeah. going to keep on going with the the Flash? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to do so well that they're they're not going to be able to avoid it. They might find some way to get rid of Ezra, but you know, I was I was thinking just now as we were talking, you know, there's a there's a very good chance that Mr. Miller is is mentally ill, and perhaps mm. they're they're getting him some treatment. Whether that's, the treatment will stick or not, I don't know, but um, you know, that could make was, a big difference. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is um, if Ezra continues to do well. Mm-hmm. 
and, and stays on that road, then uh, I could see Ezra staying as as the Flash in future future iterations for sure. Um, I, I think maybe, and Danzig asked, maybe Andy Musetti would be director for Supergirl. I think, I think he, he would be either for the Flash or maybe like an upcoming Justice League movie or something, um, because it's if. It seems to be the norm. It's like if you have a director that makes a really good, popular uh, movie that brings in a lot of money at the beginning of, of the starts of the superhero franchises, kind of like um, the Russo brothers did with uh, Winter Soldier, then they're going to go on to the bigger films. So I think it would be another Flash or like a group film. But let's not rush the group film this time. Let's let's, yeah. please, let, please let's get some good, solid character films in there. Um, someone asked a, a minute ago why I what I have against Batman right. in armor, and just just reiterating what I usually say is that once you put him in armor, to me it's it's not Batman anymore because I don't think Batman. Bat, my my conception of the character that I worked on for years is that he doesn't give a damn if he lives or dies. Mm-hmm. But what if he has a mission that he has to complete? Doesn't he, he doesn't have to complete them all? Oh, yeah, but like, what if like the world's going to end and if he dies trying to save the world, then the world's going to end. He's like, oh, I got to wear armor today just because this is going to be brutally dangerous and I got to make sure the world doesn't end. Well, then it's it's it, then I'm okay with armor, but it's got to be either rainbow colored or shaped like a giant kite. <laughs> no zebra suit? No it's a zebra suit or the, the bat underwater suit. That was one of my favorites. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I like the fact that in this movie he's got a bat bra. <laughs> he's just he's gonna he's gonna finish taking on the joker and then he's heading over to play for arsenal <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's very i think it's very fluid batman is good that's what we need <laughs> well you can okay stay lifted your conception of batman is that he isn't suicidal he's committed i worked on, <laughs> i worked on the character for 20 years my conception is and i don't think he's suicidal i just don't think he cares hmm I think that's a good. That I agree. I, I don't think he cares if he lives or if yeah. he, or, or dies. And I, if you oh, disagree, yeah, that if you Batman. disagree, that's great. I don't think less of anybody for disagreeing. But that's just the character that I worked on for years. That's mm. what like I, even what I in the new film with Pattinson, the Batman, he really didn't care. No, he didn't care. Go in like twenty guys after strolling a few blocks to go and beat yeah. up twenty guys, he was, right? He was and he was taking it easy. You know, yeah. he, was, <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't exerting himself till he had to. Yeah. When you said Arsenal, I thought Sportsmaster's daughter. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, but that's, now I'm trying. Now I'm like heading for some icicle or fiddler joke. So <laughs> it's a layer, Sean. It's a layer. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't even notice the sort of like brothing until until it was on Facebook today. Yeah, I just I just was watching the trailer. I mean, I they really are. They're they're like spending a lot of time. Like James Gunn would have never put Batman in a bra, or or more no, more no, likely, like, like James James yeah. Gunn would have made it a G cup. <laughs> I think they would have said Zack Snyder would have never put Batman in a bra. I'm pretty sure if Zack Snyder had his had it his way, he would have had Batman naked the whole movie. He's running around <laughs> but, with, um, left, with one of the leftover loincloths from 300 yeah, dyed black. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't. I didn't even know about any of the bra talk until I saw the article on small screen. I was like, "Wait, is this a thing now? People are actually talking about this." 
literally go on Twitter, which I, I still have access to. No, thanks. But, uh, oh. Only through small screens thing, not not my own. Still hasn't, mm. still, still haven't been unbanned. God knows what happened there. Uh, but yeah, if you type in Batman bra, <laughs> a lot of stuff comes up. <laughs> why did you type it in though why do you do it was, this it, it's, it's valentine's it day That's is, what. Is, yeah, exactly i was very curious <laughs> people get mad about this but danzig article. yeah danzig has a good point nipples on the bat suit in the schumacher films yeah exactly yeah, yeah i still uh, i still think schumacher was done um a disservice actually mm-hmm. uh that that was not his movie that he wants yeah. to i still i uh, I, I have a, a bit of a soft spot for those films. That they kind of brought me into the comic book movie genre. Those movies, oh, I still have. Forever, what an experience was, in the theater! My heart was pounding, and and then yeah. Batman and Robin is a good film to watch every once in a while when you want to have a laugh. Yeah, it was Batman and Robin was the first Batman movie I'd ever I ever watched in the cinema. Oh I remember, wow! Yeah, I, I remember sitting there being like, I don't want this movie to end. And then I rewatched it a couple of years ago and I was like, this movie's way too long. So <laughs> like, why, why did I, I just didn't want it to end because to me it was kind of cool. You know, I can't remember how old I was, but I thought it was they needed to, Yeah, they needed to cut 50% of the arms reaching for each other out of that movie. <laughs> There's about a I billion see. shots of that. We get it. Yeah. You guys are partners. Okay. <laughs> I really want to see Clooney come back as Batman. I really want to see that. I think I kind of want to see that more than Michael Keaton. <laughs> so they were talking about there was. I saw that in relation to something about introducing Damien. Did you guys see that? That well, aren't they going to do that in mm-hmm. the Brave and the Bold? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but somebody was talking about Clooney being Batman to introduce Damien, and that just didn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, one thing I have heard is that some people are saying that Michael Keaton's Batman in in this movie is not the Batman that we know. Is it Thomas Wayne? Is the Thomas Wayne? I've heard. I think Zeus said that to me. Yeah. That's that's pretty good guess though. From if you're going by the Flashpoint standard, yeah, because that is Flashpoint. Because what's well, yeah. in Flashpoint is he's t- Thomas Wayne. So Bruce he survived. Yeah, yeah. So Bruce is killed. Thomas Wayne becomes the Batman, and Bruce's mother becomes the Joker. Yeah. And they got to keep the pearl necklace. Yes. Yeah. Does it so still it's... fall in slow motion? Because uh, I, I need that in a Batman movie. <laughs> if they do that again, I will walk out. <laughs> I've seen this way too many times. If now. there is, if there isn't a pearl necklace falling in slow motion, it's just not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> if there isn't another another slow motion shot of someone a, a hobo holding a sign <laughs> saying "I tried," do, do, have you seen that in Injustice League? Oh it's, yeah, it's oh yeah. hilarious. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> yeah the homeless guy that's that says i tried and and people people don't still don't know whether that was joss whedon saying i tried to make this movie good or Zack snyder saying i tried to make this movie <laughs> people don't know who i think i actually think it was a joss whedon thing i think it might have been joss whedon that shot that in the end to put it in the movie because i don't think it's in Zack snyder's justice league but so i'm pretty sure someone in the comments will will cut will clear that one up for us but uh, well, i still no think one really hilarious. no one really knows but that's one no of one it's really one of those knows. things that can, i i distinctly remember seeing that the first time i watched the movie because mm-hmm. when going into i knew what what was happening what happened behind the scenes with that film yeah and i was just like this 
well, who put this in? <laughs> this is very on the nose. See, I think like, it's the it's Joss Whedon saying it because his yeah, name is on the screen at that same time. Oh, is it? it up here? Yeah, I think it might be Joss Whedon that put that in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go. oh, wow. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> wow, that's 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 like a high school type thing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that, I was really shocked. I was like, "This can't, this cannot be real." But yeah, it is. But the, what, we we did. Um, we should probably move move on for <laughs> don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> Maybe we should move away from from the Flash. We we are all very much interested in seeing that movie, I think, and uh, excited about it. But I did mention this film earlier. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three was the other big trailer, apart from Indiana Jones Five, which looks amazing, by the way. That Indiana yeah, Jones yeah, film. yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Three, I don't think, looks very good. I know, it's gonna I know, be sad. Um, I think it looks good, but it's gonna be very sad. It's gonna be tough to watch. I completely forgot about it until you just mentioned it. I remember watching. I was watching the game. I saw it. I went, "Oh, this looks like the last two movies." Mm. And then the flash trailer just completely popped that out of my head until you mentioned it. So yeah, you know, my, my problem yeah, with the second Guardians was it was too much like the first. Well, this is the thing. Like, I think these Guardians film, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie was the film for me that changed the Marvel Cinematic Universe, May, brought it into what it kind of is now, where it's a very, it's very jokey, it's quite jovial. Um, there are moments of pathos, you know, it's like, you know, it kind of had everything, that film. And it was a bit of a... Um, the reason why people love it so much, which I do too, is because it was so different from what, it, from what went before it, where it was quite the Marvel Cinematic Universe was quite serious before that. I think you had the Captain America, you had the Iron Man films, you know, there were, there were jokes in them, but they weren't quite on the same level as the first Guardians movie. It also had all the music and stuff like that, which people fell in love with. Right. But after three movies now, three movies in, I think it's starting to become a bit old, that formula. And I still... Well, that's, you know, why, that's why Chris Pratt's going to die. I, th I think they're all going to die. I don't think for, any of them are going to survive, apart from probably Gamora. Or probably I mean, for, the only for real, or just in the movie? No, I think for real, because uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure James Gunn has said this is it for a lot of these characters. <laughs> James, <laughs> um, there, I'm still on camera. Yeah, you are still on camera. I think he's also talked a lot about Rocket um, Raccoon or Rocket. Yeah saying that he's actually the lead character in this movie. I am not interested at all in what's the name of the um, supposed villain in this movie. Uh, oh, the... The High Evolutionary? Yeah. The High Evolutionary. I think it's a bit of a... It's going to be a one-and-done sort of thing, isn't it? It's <clears throat> another one of those villains that's like it's going to be gone at the end of the movie. I, I remember reading the comics, and he seemed like it seemed like a great idea, and and then it's just there's like no place to go with it, you know. Mm. So yeah. human being evolves, becomes God, creates another Earth, and it's for you know, it <laughs> Kang. It's just another Kang, really. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, think it's going to be like uh, the first villain from Guardians of Galaxy One with the dance off? 
That's I think there's going to be an element. Yeah, that, that, that I think we're not going to see him again. Also, he might show up in Secret Wars, though. Like I could maybe, see maybe. him like teaming up with uh, Kang and maybe Doom and you know Thanos, <laughs> Evil Iron Man, Evil Captain America, Ambush Bug. Wait, wrong franchise. Yeah. Reverse Flash. I I really I'm. I just think this um, one of the main reasons why I think that might be it is because Gunn's probably going to be he's not going to do anything else with the Marvel Cinematic Universe after this movie and that actor I'm forgetting his name but he was in Peacemaker wasn't he and he was brought into the MCU by James Gunn is another one of his you know one of the another one of the actors that he likes working with constantly I just, I just think we're not going. I think it's a bit like uh, is it Lee Pace played the villain in the first movie, right? Where he, yeah, yeah. really yeah. black actor that they kind of wasted. Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, Ronan and, the Accuser. Yeah. And the guy who's playing the back, High Evolutionary, though. I can't, I can't pronounce his name. He's a really good British actor, but I'm, I'm not going to even try to pronounce the gentleman's name. <laughs> um, I can't even think of his name from off the top of my head. But I, I um, I'm a bit worried about this movie. I'm going to be honest because I just. I'm also reading a lot of the reviews for Ant-Man 3 and a lot of people are saying the same thing. It's like, it doesn't go far enough. And I really feel like these Marvel movies now are just not going far, far enough. And they need they need to think about some, doing something drastically different. Like the first Guardians of the Galaxy was at the time. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. 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 Well, they were Chuck taking... Woody. The- Chuck Woody. The, first the first name. Marvel movies were, were all about taking risks. And now they've yeah. just become completely risk adverse. Even Guardians seemed like I remember the seeing the commercials for Guardians and thinking, oh, this might be the first Marvel movie that really bombs. And really being pleasantly surprised. It was it was a big risk and it and it paid off for them. Yeah. I'm a I'm a bit worried about it. I think James is right. It's gonna be sad. I think people will die in it. Um I, I it's think it's gonna be a good movie. Like, I think I, I really hope it is. I really, really hope it is because I love James Gunn and I like his movies. I, I liked the first two Guardians films. I thought the first one was marginally better than the second one, but I do understand people saying it's too much like the first one. It's just more of the same. Yeah. I feel like Gunn has had a lot of time to think about where this film will go because he was taken off the movie because of tweets <laughs> and uh, brought back on. Apparently, they offered the movie to everybody, including Taika Waititi. Uh, Taika said no. Uh, no one can do this film but James Gunn. Um, so I hope it's good because it kind of has to be, and and I think um, it'll be a nice send off as well for everybody in, involved in the movie and James Gunn as well, who's been yes. been a big part of the MCU. Yeah, and stay lifted productions. You're right. You can't cancel Gunn, but I mean, if it was something more than just some stupid tweets from years ago, then probably, but. Yeah, that was uh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> I remember that, that at the time. I, I think they would have had to do an Edgar Wright thing and completely rework the, like they did Ant Man after Edgar Wright yeah. left. You know, yeah. the, you can't. You'd have to completely rework the franchise to move forward. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't it? It just wouldn't have worked without him. They I don't just, think the no. the Ant Man film did though. Just, just. Yeah, well, it's interesting to see what Ant Man and the Wasp three is gonna. Ant-Man 3 is going to be like, well, I just, my theory is that they got rid of Gunn before the Fox acquisition, so they wouldn't have any mm-hmm. problems with FCC. I've said this before. 
And then once the acquisition went through, they uh, they rehired Gunn and brought him back into Disney. Well, it wouldn't have anything to do with the FCC. I don't think. Yeah, that that's that's airwaves or the FTCs. FTC. FTC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Last time we talked about this, I said FTC, and then you said no, it's FCC, and then you're like, wait, no, you're right, it's FTC. I remember it was on a podcast. So that's so you screwed me up. It's your fault, Ed, Sean. Ed, it's Edward, a layer, Sean. Edward and I have conversations about which things we're going to tell you. You're saying wrong, and and yeah. it's his turn. It's his turn next week. So just pay attention. It doesn't yeah. matter if I've been saying Frank quietly since I was eight years old. <laughs> it's Frank quietly to me in my brain. Yeah, no, it is. It's Frank quietly. Yes, that, that's no. It's, it's Frank quietly. Because it's a it's a play on quite frankly. It's Frank quietly. That's what my brain says since I was eight. You can't tell me anything different. <laughs> Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. You, you Henry say Cavill. that all the time. You always say Henry Cavill. I remember listening to you on a, on your own one of Jabo's streams, and you were saying Cavill the whole time. And I was like, yeah, no one, no one tried to correct no one me, would, and I was like, no one would Henry dare Cavill. correct you. No, no one would. I, I think Jarbo did. He probably did a stream before, and I'm like, I don't care. It's Henry Cavill to me. I really oh. don't care about pronunciations. <laughs> it, it took th- it took three months for me to start saying Premier League as opposed to Premier League. <laughs> so, Premier League. I, yeah, Adobe I, Premier. I, I get told off by my dad all the time for saying words in like an American way. Like I say schedule, not, oh, you don't not say schedule, because I think schedule? schedule is just stupid. It's, it sounds stupid to me, James. You say James. You say schedule, don't you? Hell no. 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 It's schedule. No. I say schedule I, as well. I'm gonna go drink some coffee in Toronto. Every <laughs> time, every time I cross the 49th parallel, I have to. I start saying schedule just immediately. I just think it makes you trying to sound like the Queen. It sounds a bit silly. <laughs> well, which, which, trying to sound like a Queen, which, which takes me back to my Kevin Spacey story. Oh, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it was just laying there. I had to play it. <laughs> so you, so, so Kevin Spacey doesn't like you. Is that it? Is that the story? I'm, I'm, I'm apparently not attractive enough. <laughs> well, he only likes attractive people. <laughs> apparently, apparently. That's very strange. <laughs> never, never. I got to, I got to sit in his office. And he never made a pass at me. I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> oh dear. Oof. Well, stay lifted. Is that a, is that a spacey quote? <laughs> oh dear! Everyone seems to have a Kevin Spacey story. Yeah, uh, I've heard I've heard one in the past from people. Um, James, I'm going, to, I'm going to take um, Baby Driver and cut out Christopher Plummer's head and paste it all over Kevin Spacey, <laughs> and then I'm going to get Edward to. Dub, the, dub his dialogue over his Matt Berry voice, and then I'll be able to watch Baby Driver again. It's it? such a shame. That's such a good movie. It's mm-hmm. like, oh dear. See, I was going to do exactly the opposite with Usual Suspects and, put, and, put, and cut Christopher Plummer's head off. And put it in there. <laughs> uh, can we still watch those? I don't know. I don't think it's, so. Anymore. I'm not ready yet. It's, it's weird. It's like, it's the one other actors. Uh, but like Kevin Spacey, I don't know. It's just, I think I it's mean, because his delivery and like after learning about all that stuff and then going back and watching his performances, especially in Baby Driver, just like, wow. Okay. No, thank well, you. Well, I mean, I live in France, so we all know how the French feel about that sort of thing. It's the only place in the world that will let Roman Polanski still work. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Lita. 
Well, James brought up, moving on. <laughs> James brought James brought up something quite interesting about the Super Bowl trailers. Basically, said there was nothing for Secret Invasion, which mm. is uh, a Disney Plus show, Marvel show that's supposed to come out this year. We've seen one one like snippet of it, I think. From it was like a sizzle reel of everything that's coming out. Marvel we saw a trailer. Like, there was a trailer. Was it was a trailer? There, was, there, was there a complete trailer for it, or was it just a? a yeah, you guys want to watch it? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> really good well is i it? think and i think that tells you what's going on if, if you know do we want to watch it mm, no well we're gonna watch it okay we're gonna watch it all right yeah. fine that's yeah. that's what no bakertown kevin spacey is not in the flesh <laughs> or if he was he isn't anymore <laughs> he's 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 the batman nobody's heard of yet <laughs> exactly yeah getting winter soldier now that i've watched andor and getting andor vibes too i'm so I wonder if we I'm got a copyright strike i probably did i'm so i'm so fed up of hearing the same music in all these trailers that yeah it's some guy on drums just going absolutely yeah. insane yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's always it's, the same it's like after Battlestar Galactica premiered and Tycho drums were everywhere. It seems like it's it, everybody's just, you know, still jumping on that same sort of... For me, it was the first time I, I kind of really paid attention to that sort of music was the Inception trailer when that Aww. came out. Yeah, and I remember one of my friends at the time, we just kept on making fun of this trailer because we were thinking, wouldn't it be funny if it's just it's the, the guy that did that... that that music was it was just Christopher Nolan going <laughs> and then and then making it go backwards and then forwards again and then backwards. <laughs> it was one of our video essays that made a joke about the Hans Zimmer Brahms. I think it was in Dark Dark Knight um Dark Knight Re uh Rises with Bane. Yeah. And then we put the Brahms over it and you couldn't hear Tom Hardy speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nolan's sound design, man. It's so bad. But apparently that's what he wants it to be like. Apparently mm -hmm. that's that, that's deliberate. He's like, I don't want people to be able to hear what's being said in my movies. I, I want to force them to pay attention. So yeah. so what we're getting at is that we were all completely underwhelmed by the trailer. Is that where we are? I, I really liked the Secret Invasion trailer when it first came out. I was like, yes, I can't wait to see this. And then we heard nothing. And then Super Bowl, nothing. It's supposed to come out this spring. Yeah, you think they'd I mean, be on top of that a little bit more. They'd want to punch it out a little more. But getting I, trailers to Super Bowl is quite expensive. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but you at, even put at, it out the next day. Yeah, or at least put a trailer out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Marvel doesn't need a Super Bowl to debut something to get it trending or anything like that. Yeah, maybe you know they had the Guardians trailer. Maybe they could get a two for one special. You know, hmm. maybe <laughs> wait a couple weeks. Maybe. Maybe, or maybe they're all Philadelphia fans. Maybe that was it. <laughs> I don't or maybe know. I I have no idea who was in the Super Bowl. I no, neither like, do I. Sports ball, yay! But anyways, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry to those football fans. But uh, sorry, Sean. But um, yeah, I, I gotta go now because you don't like American football. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta. Uh, do you think maybe has? Do with the the Iger shakeup and and like the layoffs well, at they're, Disney. They're trying to spend I mean, less money because they've, yeah, yeah, they've sacked everybody. Do you think yeah. Secret Invasion is in trouble? Or I, I there was just a, a shakeup at 
TV and they, they have to figure out what to do with this thing now. I mean, if, if there's if there's that much of a course correction going on at Disney and Disney Plus, you know, maybe they looked at this and it's maybe it's their Batgirl. Yeah, I hope not because I really want to see this. I want to see a Samuel Jackson led series. Yeah. In the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And uh, Danzig says they didn't have a Mando trailer at Super Bowl either. Yes, but they put one out three weeks prior to that, though. March first, yeah, Mandalorian the, comes I mean, out. The, these TV shows don't need man, don't need Super Bowl um, teasers. Let's be honest. It's like, the mm. film that really needed it was the Flash. That that, that to me was, yeah, that was the a film smart that really move. needed. Yeah, I, I think like every, every everyone. I mean, it has it has been revealed actually that. Disney Plus has lost two million subscribers this from was it 2021? So since since 2021, they've lost two million subscribers, which is a lot. This this the first time they've actually lost such a significant amount of subscribers. A lot of that I think is because it takes a long time for stuff to come out on Disney Plus, and the stuff that's coming out now is not very good. Like I've watched the, I was really excited, stupidly excited for the uh, National Treasure series. <laughs> it's terrible. It's awful. Did you watch it? It's oh. so, I watched, I watched it. It's got Harvey Keitel in it for like the first two, two episodes. And it's got, um, what's her face? Catherine Zeta Jones in it. But hmm. the reason why you want to watch, uh, National Treasure is because you want to see, uh, Nicolas Cage back. Yeah. You know, that's why you want that. You can't make and the, the actors they got for that series were awful, and I just see a lot of like corn like just caught they they're cutting a lot of corners, but I do wonder whether I, I just think I, I'm hoping that this show will be good. This Secret Invasion show will be good. It's got a lot of great actors in it. Uh, you know, um, um, is it Amelia Clark is very good. Olivia Coleman's very good. Um, Samuel Jackson's very good. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. It. it seems as though it's going to be a spy thriller type thing, which is what I kind of wanted um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier to be, which it just yeah. wasn't. Um, so hope, hopefully it'll be good. But I, I'm really, I think they just Marvel Marvel Studios needs to be very careful because they're they're getting into very dangerous territory. I feel everything that's coming out is the same. It feels like all the Disney Plus stuff is the same, and it feels like they, yeah. like they're so, they're sausage grinding this stuff out. They, like they like we need to get this stuff on the air, and we need more of it. So keep going. And it's interesting that the subscribers are dropping. They're doing that, and subscribers are dropping, which to me says people are not happy with what's on there. Yeah, but isn't Disney changing plans now? Though they said they're not going to be oversaturating um, stuff by making new productions as much as they have in the last couple of years. Then the, the, yes. But then what's going to drive um, subscriptions? Because that's what's been driving subscriptions. And now mm -hmm. the stuff not being that good seems like it's driving subscriptions away. I mean, what is, unless you have little kids at home, what is the um, benefit of having Disney Plus? Oh, you obviously didn't hear, you're asking this question, but you didn't hear the fact that they're making a, um, a series based off the Moped Gang and Book of Boba Fett. So that'll bring in a lot of subscriptions. <laughs> well... I really, really, really want a Cortina. So that's all I have to say. I mean, we all so know that's that, a, that's, that one... That's a Lambretta's <laughs> reference for everybody old. <laughs> well, they got Mandalorian Season 3 coming out, and or Season 2 next year, the Ahsoka TV series, right? So, like, Star Wars yeah. will be doing fine, and as long as they don't have a misfire like Book, Book of Boba Fett. And if Mandalorian Season 3 is as good as Season 1 then they should be okay, I think. 
Right. So, but, so you're saying they'll they'll stay with the Star Wars stuff, but they'll start putting breaks on the Disney stuff, on the Marvel stuff. I think they will. Yeah. Um, for TV shows, I think I think I think because they don't have any um, feature films of Star Wars in the pipeline, then they're okay to continue doing uh, right. these these live action series on Disney Plus or Star Wars. But because of the Marvel films are are theatrical experiences, they're diluting the waters with these Disney Plus shows, and it's not a big event as much as it was. And I think they learned that lesson in Phase Four. So hopefully, think- we'll get to see Secret Invasion. I think that's, that's a really good thing. I think Crystal's got a really good point, too. When they do try something different, like the Eternals, people still complain. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't, well, I didn't like it, but I admired that they were willing to take that risk. Yeah, same with me. I, I really liked the cinematography and that direction that they were going with. Um, but the, the film wasn't good. But, I mean, we're in the darkest timeline right now. Everyone's going to complain about everything. I mean, Batbra, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> They have a lot of other things in the pipeline though for Disney Plus. I think the I think the Percy Jackson series is going to be a real sleeper hit. I think people will come mm. to that because those books are very popular. I uh, got. I hope popular. so because they they screwed up those movies something awful. The movies, so be, the movies were very bad. Yeah, yeah my my kid um, uh, really dug those books and was horribly disappointed in the movies. Yeah. But uh, I have a feeling that, the, that that series will bring in quite a lot of people. I still don't, I cannot believe they greenlit a Willow series. I thought that was madness. And apparently it was really bad. I haven't seen a single episode of it, but I've heard lots of people say it's bad. Baker Towns. Yeah, it's Baker bad. Towns. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting to binge it, but I'm not even sure if I dedicate that time. I'll yeah. still continue watching I'm, season three of Law and Order. I don't even remember if I've seen the original movie, to tell you the truth. I, mean, I haven't seen the original movie. So that's great. for me, I was that I was drinking so much when that came out that there's, there's a good chance I saw it several times and don't remember it. <laughs> uh, Baker Town very, says, just go ahead, go Edward. Well, well, Baker, I was going to say, say Willow, Willow was quite gone. We got a bit of a delay here, I think. Uh, Baker Town no, said well, Eternal should have been a show. Uh, Baker Town should have been uh, says Eternal should have been a show, but we did have that. It was called The Inhuman. Sorry, what what did Baker Town say? I didn't catch that. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, well, Eternal. Eternal. I, need, I need to. I need to see the Edward what, Valentine. What's gif going on? I need to see the Edward Valentine gif again. <laughs> Computer. <laughs> Go <and> <laughs> Worst thing ever. I think we should open the show with that every week. Yes. (laughs) I think I need to put that up on uh, on YouTube and social media after this. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Dan Zig wants to know, as a fellow Brit, thoughts on the Faulty Towers reboot? (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. For God's sakes, is it... I, I I never thought it was possible for somebody to dance on their own grave, but apparently Cleese is going to really take a shot at doing that. Uh, it's it's also nepotism, isn't it? Yeah, he's got yeah. his daughter in it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's ridiculous. It's so I just don't understand. When when it was James that sent me that piece of news, and I was like, "What yeah. is going on?" I thought it was. I thought I was, I was like, "It's not April 1st. It's like right. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Right. It's, it reminds me, there's a story about the Pythons having dinner and Cleese just going on and on about like how much money he's getting paid to um, 
beyond will and grace and things like that. And just saying, I can't turn these offers down. It's just, it's just so much money. I'd be crazy to stop it. I mean, they just throw money at me. And Terry Gilliam said, how much would you take to shut the fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like Gilliam. But he was definitely the one that I think uh, he was the one that wanted to leave the Pythons first. Please, uh, please, yeah, and um, you, you can tell just hearing t- hearing him talk. Uh, he's like, by the end, I just didn't care anymore. I, I didn't think we wrote anything vaguely original in the last couple of years. And I was like, well, then fuck off. <laughs> it's yeah. like going, going to, yeah. I mean, I like Faulty Towers. I think the original series is very good. It's very funny. Um, it's a shame that some of some of the episodes can't be shown anymore, apparently, um, because they're offensive. Um, which they probably are, but you know they're products of the time. And um, I grew up watching those. I genuinely loved Faulty Towers, and um, I also had it on audiobook. It's like the whole thing, which is very strange. But I had that and Blackadder on audiobook. Was it one of those things? Because that time the BBC would do a television show and also just record it and throw it on BBC Radio because they did that. Yeah, with, it was uh, that. Dad's Dad's Army. Is that what they did? Yeah. Yeah, so that they did it. They did that with all their shows. So Blackadder, Dad's Army, uh, Forty Towers. I had them all, and I just like listened to them with our podcast. Yeah, exactly. Because I just I discovered Dad, Dad's Army that way, and I like why is everybody crazy about this? Because it makes no goddamn sense on the <laughs> yes. radio. And then I saw I an episode, imagine. and then I saw an episode like, oh, oh, this is humorous. <laughs> Uh, this is my dad would love this episode. He loved that's that's all that's what he loves. Dad's army, faulty towers, Monty Python. Monty Python is very popular in France as well, which is kind of odd. Yeah, they yeah. seem to I'm love that humor. Huge Python fan. Well, you know all the clips I put in our videos. But, yeah. Uh, one a recent interview, John Cleese. Uh, I think Seth Meyers asked him uh, how it was filming uh, Monty Python: The Holy Grail. And he goes, "Absolutely horrible." It was absolutely horrible. We're all cold. It's like minus 10. We're all wet and rainy, and we have to get the shots. Well, is it, is, did you tell the story about how they tried to get the money to get horses, and they couldn't get yeah, them? So, they so that's why they used the coconuts. coconuts. coconuts yeah. Yeah. That's, that's genius. That, but that, honestly, I think a lot of the genius of, of, uh, of um, Monty Python was mainly, uh, I'm forgetting his name now, the the... What's his name? I've, I've completely blanked on his name. Terry, the, the, Terry what, Jones, Graham Chapman. Graham Gilliam. Chapman. Graham Chapman, I think, was a, a behind quite a lot of it. And I think they kind of, it could never, uh, it was a, like, yeah, some of the some of the stuff is a bit, it's a bit hit, hit or miss, isn't it, sometimes when you watch the actual sketch show. But the first two movies, so The Holy Grail and Life of Brian, were incredible like really, really brilliant. If you haven't watched those, you should watch them. They're really good. Uh, everything Monty Python put out was gold. Okay, I was not a, everything. I was a kid when it started playing on PBS in the states, and I'd never heard of it. But my friend Steve Jarvis called me at ten fifteen on a Sunday night and said, "You have to put on Channel Seventeen right now." And <laughs> that was that was how I found Monty Python. And as soon as it was over, I called him. It's like it, it, we were like twelve or thirteen, like. These people are inside our heads. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was I was nine years old, and my mom woke me up at one in the morning and said, "James, you got to come downstairs and watch this movie." I'm like, "Well, I got school. It's okay. Come watch this movie." And it was a Monty Python, the Holy Grail, and right then and there, I was sold. And, and same thing with Blazing Saddles, and same thing with Doctor Strangelove. Yep. 
<laughs> I still, I still love the. Um, it's, it's in the Holy Grail, isn't it, where the Graham Chapman's character is trying to He's trying to get into the uh, into the castle. It's, it's not me, Sean. It's not you. It's Edward. Okay. Edward went in a tunnel somewhere. I went in a tunnel, did I? Oh, yeah, there you are. Now you're better back. Now. Now you're back. Sorry, uh, can okay. you say that again? No, I just, I just remember watching. It was the, I think it was Graham Chapman played Arthur, I think. Yeah. King Arthur in, in yeah. the Holy Grail. And he's trying to get into uh, this. It's a guard. I think it's been taken over by the French. And the French starts. <laughs> it's like, Dash Lavash. Yeah. So throwing cows and then Grant Chapman just walks away and just goes just ignore them just ignore them <laughs> <laughs> and and living living in France and watching that I thought it was hilarious and my dad every time like a French person's mean to us just goes just ignore them just ignore them just walk away <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love I love uh, Monty Python yeah I'm not so keen on the last the last movie wasn't so good I think it was uh, uh, what was the last one called I well, forget the name now of the last for one. something completely different, and then there's the meaning of life. The meaning of life was the one I'm not. I'm not too keen on. Oh, I think just because I, I think there's brilliant parts of that. I think every swim yeah. is sacred. Yeah, and and, and Miss, Miss, I with the, when I saw that first time, I hated the Mister Creosote sketch. <laughs> and every time I've seen it I since then, it, it, every time I've seen it since then, it reduces me to tears. All, <laughs> all, so all, it's just when you get to Cleese with, would you like a mint? It's Waffler theme. And <laughs> it's I'm Waffler gone. Theme. I'm gone. And the lead up, the lead up too with the waiter. Um, yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Just walk, you know, here he takes him to the tree where he grew up as a kid and then they walk down the street. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Monty Python live at the Hollywood Rose Bowl. At the Ho- no, at Hollywood, the, Bowl, Hollywood Bowl, yeah. At, at the Hollywood Bowl, that was great. And John Cleese's, uh, as Little Red Riding Hood, Man, that cracks me up every time. Just going through the forest and <laughs> and smashing down trees and eating submarine. And, oh. the, the the Hollywood Bowl is where there are performances. The Rose Bowl is where we play American football. Right, right. Okay, I wouldn't know. Sports <laughs> ball. I have a feeling so, actually that James Gunn has watched a lot of of Monty Python. I think. His, oh, you think? His humor's quite, <laughs> yeah, I think his humor is quite. <laughs> Quite similar to, to Monty Python. I, I still think it's like my dad and I will quote Monty Python to each other. It's like he's not the Messiah; he's a very naughty boy. <laughs> it's like, it's a, lot of, a lot of that stuff. I think there's a, there's a lot of Mitchell and Webb in what he does too. Yeah, uh, that's true. He's sort of con, he's sort of contemporaneous with them, but they're sort of like on the same uh, uh, wavelength. I mean, even with the Mitchell and Webb full length movie, the the Magicians could easily be a James Gunn movie. That could actually. God, there's so much Mitchell and Webb stuff that I find hilarious. I don't know if you've seen the um, seen <laughs> the, Nazi, the Nazi sketch. That is the, that is the most brilliant sketch written in the 21st century. <laughs> so good. That is that is genius. And the more Hans, you watch, are we the bad guys? Baddies. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's like, well, have you seen our hats? <laughs> We've got like, skulls on them. I love David Mitchell. I think David Mitchell's hilarious. Kill the poor is pretty funny too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I never Angel, seen it because I just looked it up. Angel, uh, Angel, Angel Summoner and BMX Bandit. Oh God! I don't, have you seen the one, the one where David Mitchell kills everybody in a because um, <laughs> they a woman pronounces it H. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me? Hey, it's bang. It's like, oh, God. That, that, honestly, that show is so good. That was such a good sketch show. That Michelin web look was very funny. Also, this, there's, a, there's a radio version too which is not just the show recorded they did uh i think four they seasons do something else they have four seasons on um uh bbc some of it got translated on the television some of it didn't there's a there's a, a brilliant one uh uh that riffs on in 1984 it's just the funniest thing <laughs> i've ever heard that because they, they also did peep show which is very good yep. as well that yep. was a really good show yeah british Hello. comedy Hello, room 101. <laughs> I think James now wants us to get onto onto uh, some sort of uh, <laughs> back no, into, onto good. the I'm running order. Because I'm do we do we, gonna... do we want do we want to talk about Marlowe? Huh. I think that, we should at some point. That'll get James. That'll get James's attention. No, just, go, I was James. looking up Mitchell and Webb stuff so I can watch it later. You'll like Mitchell and Webb, James. Oh, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. I, I saw a few clips while you guys were talking. It's like, yeah, that seems like my jam. I'll definitely check it out. All right, right. So All this right. new so, movie's coming out. The police won't touch you, but I will. The stuff you people know, are complaining changes. about. Uh, the stuff yeah, that people are complaining about is all the wrong stuff to complain about with this movie. Every, yeah, but, everyone's complaining that Liam Neeson's too old to play Philip Marlowe, and he's he's too old to keep playing these parts. I'm sorry, I have, I have. I have no problem believing that Liam Neeson could kick my ass and six other people's ass at the same time. <laughs> I, that part I have no trouble buying. I don't have a problem with the Irish. His his kind of accent is he's obviously trying to cover it up, and I do think that's why they put Cole Meany in it because it's like Liam, Liam Neeson sounds like he's from Iowa next to Cole Meany, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but Edward, you're right. You were going to say they completely switched vibes with the music at the end when the credits came up, right? Yeah. yeah, the whole it, movie it, just looks like it's like taken downtown. It's, it's like, and, then, <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, doo, 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 doo. It's like yeah, it's a film noir. It's like honestly, this is this. So I'm gonna watch this, and I'm probably gonna love it because I love all. I'm I've got two actors. I've got a serious soft spot for are Liam Neeson and Gerard Butler. They're both not. You know, I think Liam Neeson is actually a very good actor. Jared Butler, I'm not so sure on, but yeah. they're very good at this thing. You know, th this kind of action. I love action movies, the genre, and they're very good at them. They're very watchable. But this, because my knowledge of Philip Marlowe is pretty limited. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I know I watched uh, The Long Goodbye, and I really loved that film. I thought it was great. Yeah, I know, Sean, you're not a massive fan of it, but James and I are big fans of that, and I think Elliot Gould is is terrific in this. Can no, you no, 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 Elliot no, Gould I, no, I, doing I, this? I, 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 I like the film. I just don't think it's Philip Marlowe, but I like the film itself. Mm. I think the film. I think the film's a great picture of that time and that sort of like moment in American culture, and a, and a private eye in that time. Philip Marlowe in that time right. makes sense. Right, yeah, and, it's and a good I, iteration of him. And I think representation. It, but, I do think it sort of misses the point of what that what that story was about, but that's you know that's me. That's like that's like you know Batman and armor right. stuff. But no, me. but and I did. I, w I would like to claim I did play Philip Marlowe on stage once, so I do. Uh, there's, oh, there's, there's, you there's know what you're talking about. Well, there's there's a stage version of the Little Sister that the Steppenwolf <laughs> Theater Company in Chicago uh, created, and I did it here once. Um, 
why are you why why are you adapting the Black Eyed Blonde? There's there's like there's actually like real Philip Marlowe novels that were written by Raymond Chandler. Why are why are mm. you not? None of nobody's adapted one of those in ages. Why not just do that? Why get these like like Chandler knockoffs? Do you want to know how I feel about Marlowe? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll show you. (laughs) Famous as way. God, trailers used to be so weird. (laughs) Like it's it's like who who could imagine not wanting to watch this movie after seeing (laughs) this trailer? (laughs) It looks so exciting. I think I think James is right. I think it's I I think actually this is a, a, a. more accurate and sensible version of the character than what we're seeing in the, and we haven't seen the Liam Neeson movie yet, but Marlo is a wise ass Marlo and Marlo also spends more time getting beat up than he does beating people up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that, at least that's the, that's the impression I got from watching Elliot Gould's version of the movie. He's, he's a, he's a wise ass. He's uh, a goofball as well in that movie and I'm not sure uh, it's the only Marlowe movie I've ever watched I'm gonna oh be honest. well like the off. Robert Mitchum and and um and then there was the Bogart one too right Sean well there's 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 um there's a there's a one called the um the Brazier Doubloon I think which is based on the high window and it's actually uh they bought the book and made it as a Mike Shane movie um there's the Bogart the Big Sleep um there's Dick Powell in Murder My Sweet which is uh, the one. first version of Farewell, My Lovely. Um, there's a fifth, there's a radio series and a fifties TV series. And then the one that, that really impacted me was the uh, Robert Mitchum Farewell, My Lovely, mm. um, which came out in the seventies. And then he did a sequel to it in 79, which is the big sleep, which is a British movie directed by Michael Winner. We talked about last week. Um, yeah. That's not very good. And then there's a, there's a TV series with, um, there's a couple Stacey. TV series. There's one with Not Powers. Stacey. There's one with, with Stacey Powers Keach. Booth? There's one with Stacy Keach, and there's one with Powers Booth. Yes. Yeah. The only one I could find was a Stacy Keach one. I watched like ten minutes. I'm like, no. Stop. Yeah. Those are those are adapting short stories that Chandler wrote early in his yeah. career, and then he cannibalized some of those and turned them into the novels. The thing is that you know when you to put my college professor hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler's not a, an action writer. He's not really a um, a detective story writer. He's a literary writer using the form of the detective story. So, you know, it's not always stuff that's going to make for good movies. I mean, Hammett and Chandler were completely different than what anybody else was doing at that time. Hmm. Um, but, you know, that's me being a, a cranky old fan pro. Well, you know, Philip Marlowe is not an action hero. No, so he's a... He's a he's, Liam Neeson beating up people and throwing chairs yeah. at them, and yeah. he's even in the yeah. in, in the the Robert Mitchum ones. And Mitchum's a, a great big guy, like Liam Neeson. He gets the crap kicked out of him yeah. for a while, my lovely. And then, but Marlowe keeps coming back for more. I mean, the thing is that you know Raymond Chandler's um, uh, statement was that he's a he's a knight whose armor is rusty but not gone, and he mm. d- down these mean streets a man must go who is not himself mean. That's you know he's a he's an isolated character and the long goodbye is actually about him coming to terms with his isolation and deciding that his life needs to change yeah it's sort of a, a talk about what's going on in the united states late 40s early 50s yeah and then the film he's like a man out of time right yeah right which is which is a really interesting choice hmm. uh, honestly the, 
this film doesn't look like like the, even with the limited uh, not knowledge that I have of Philip Marlowe as a character, this film does not look like a Philip Marlowe movie. It's a it, Neil it Jordan just, movie. It's Neil Jordan. But who's Neil Jordan? He did Jordan? the crying uh, game. He did. Yeah. He did the crying game. Interview with the vampire. Michael Collins. Breakfast oh, God, on Pluto. Yeah. Um, okay. It, that's yeah. who. That's who wrote and directed this thing. Okay. Well, I knew that he directed it. I didn't know what he did before. And I, I get I get the feeling to me it just looks like another kind of period uh, Liam Neeson action movie where he's going around beating people up, smashing chairs on people and going, um, I have a particular set of skills. Yeah. And, and, and all he does to someone else, how does he hide his Irish accent? He doesn't. He just goes into an even lower register. Yeah. Well, would have been great like, if he was hunting for his daughter in Marlowe. Yeah, it's, well, he's, but why? Why would he? Why would he? Really, I mean, the idea that he needs to hide his accent is sort of like it, whether the character has an accent or not is sort of secondary. I mean, that that's sort of, that the hiding accent things in American movies lately, television series drives me crazy because you know, Cary Grant obviously didn't have a career and and he had a British mm-hmm. accent. No, nobody wanted to go see him in a movie. <laughs> it's true, and 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 Liam Neeson does the no, same thing not. in every movie he's ever been in. Well, it is true. Yeah. Didn't, well, no, I everyone mean, wanted to see Cary Grant. Cary Grant was famous. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was, I was. Um, <laughs> I, I heard. I'm, I'm tired. I, I, I was thinking everyone wanted to see Cary Grant, uh, but no. Uh, with with Liam Neeson now, he just does the same thing in every film he seems to be in. He hasn't really done anything, in like genuinely interesting in a long time. When when it was first in first said that he was going to be doing this i was thinking oh that sounds great like you know let's get the film noir movie back back into cinemas this does not look like a film noir film to me it just looks like another action movie i think they probably i'm going to be honest i think they've cut the trailer to to make it quite action heavy um to try and get people to see it i think when we watch the movie i bet it'll be a very different (laughs) film uh i think these the action set pieces will be few and far between i bet you um, I think this film has. I think it's it's a it's a marketing ploy to get people into cinemas. I bet you people have been sold a film and they'll get then they'll come out of it going, "Well, that was boring." Uh, yeah, and then probably <laughs> then we'll be like, "Oh, actually, that was quite good." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, bet, I, well, we, I bet you that's what's going to happen. Next next year we'll be on small screen talking about why the video release and how much we loved it and why didn't people pay more attention to this movie. That's <laughs> marketing. Um, yeah, I, I, that's after we I mean, see the Elliot Gould cameo, right? And then that'll just sell the whole movie. That's what Danzig's talking about. Let's do let's do the let's do the Philip Marlowe multiverse. Yeah, mm. I, I watched a movie the movie that Elliot Gould turns up in. Uh, he's he's in for about two seconds. He's in You People on Netflix. Oh, you watched that? I I yeah, watched of it last night. Oh, you watched was it? it bad? It's so it's so bad. That movie is so bad. Yeah, it's bad and offensive on almost every level. Yeah, wow. it really is bad. <laughs> it's, but like not and the, good offensive, like Blazing Saddles, but just yeah, no, just, it's just it's just wow. bad. Just making it's, mistakes. Yeah, and uh, there's a CGI kiss at the end of the movie, and it's very obvious. It's quite, yeah, it's quite hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very funny. That's a good article. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so that before, I think um, because I think Sean probably has to has to go because he's a very busy man. Yeah. We need to talk about 
we need to talk about Twinite. Twinite? Well, the, the name just came to me. It's a. Uh, I mean, I was going to be out mostly at night, and I wanted to be a night, you know, night with a K. And night, night just sounded like something your mom says to you when she puts you to bed. Wow. Boom. Talking, t- talking about the music. <laughs> <laughs> hey now, hey. That's just stock music. <laughs> you know, the, the trailer was very ably uh, edited by our, our pal James here. Yes. Very, very good. Very good stuff. Good, good. Yeah, I, I honestly, best line I think of of the year. Night, night is just something something your mum says to put you to bed. I love that line. <laughs> That's a great line. It's such a good line. <laughs> and you, were, I, I've 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 seen it. It's okay to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you were so good in it, Sean. I can't wait till people can see it publicly. Thank you. Yeah, it really surprised yeah. me. I didn't. I didn't think you were going to be starring. You didn't tell anyone you were starring in it until <laughs> I after. James, it was I, thought done. You, I thought you were going to. I was really surprised. I thought you were going to be bad in it. I, thought, <laughs> I was like genuinely thinking that that's where the census was going. I, can, I, you know, I work cheap. That was really the reason why I, I'm in there. I had, I, I had a really small budget to make this thing, and it was like, am I going to hire another actor, or am I just going to do something that I know I know how to do? Mm. You know, that was that was basically what it came down to. Um, well, that's so, a smart choice. I can't see anyone else playing. Yeah. Got got an award. Got an award for it, much to my own surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, somebody likes you know fat, old, balding actors. <laughs> that's your niche. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to carve out a new niche. I'm going to be accepting all roles as J.K. Simmons' sibling. <laughs> They're going to hire you for Lex Luthor. That's right. I'd, I'd be happy somewhere I've got somewhere well somewhere I've got a picture of me as Philip Marlowe and somewhere thanks Danzig somewhere and I've got somewhere I've got a picture of me as Lex Luthor too because I dressed up as Luthor for Halloween at the studio one year <laughs> nice uh, they, they, they're needing they're looking for someone how about you <laughs> you want to you want to tell us about this art that you sent me so Kenny Ashcraft is a he's a, an artist in Texas he's a commercial artist and he just really uh i've known him for a long time and he, he saw the trailer and uh he got really excited so I, I let him see the movie so i'm keeping the movie under wraps because it's on the festival circuit now we just mm-hmm. won uh and i'm waiting to get a, a good premiere spot we got just got two awards from indie fest for short film and, and lead actor but i like i like kenny see it and he just like went crazy he just started sending me these drawings and they're pretty cool mm. so i was talking about doing a comic book project a few years ago and he he I mean, I didn't ask him to do these. He just turned these off. <laughs> night, night. Yeah, with the boom, with the boom mic hanging over on top. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's and he, he paid attention to the bills in my glasses. That was that was my old house. Uh, I shot that in. That was one of the reasons I wanted to shoot it was because I was moving, and I wanted to take advantage of the, the crappy house I was living in. <laughs> So, but yeah, he does. He does really nice stuff, and he's just really gone to town on these. Brilliant! Yeah, it'd be really cool to see a comic book in the future. The last uh, night of the twenty-eight, and then maybe get some uh, uh, some some prequel stories of the, of the golden age. <laughs> I'm um, I'm I'm working on the festival circuit now, and then next year I may, depending on what happens with the festival circuit, I may take it out on the convention circuit. 
and then Ooh. see about you know if I get enough interest because raising the money for this the Kickstarter was really not easy. It was, mm. it was, doing the Kickstarter was more stressful than making the movie. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure I want to go through that again. <laughs> Especially you were on vacation when the deadline was coming up for the Kickstarter, right? I was, I was, uh, I was on vacation. It took my first vacation in ten years, and it mm. just turned out like when I had to, that happened to be the moment I had to start the, the Kickstarter to get it done that year. <laughs> Man, do you have any idea when it's going to be out? Like for uh, general people to watch. Um, I'm waiting to see if um, I get into one big festival before I just open it up to everybody. Yeah. Um, so I've got a few months on that now. I was looking today. Um, I think I'm going to wait and see when I hear from uh, uh, Dances with Films in May and see where I go where I go with it. Um, nice. When I hear from them, then I might just open it up. Cool. I can't. I can't make money off the movie itself. The the, the contract I signed with the Screen Actors Guild because it was a low budget thing. I have to. I can't make cash off the film, so I might as well just put it up for free when when yeah. the festivals are done. And festivals are kind of hinky about whether, you know, uh, is it a premiere or not. Mm. And the, and then you can option it. Right. 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 Well, I'm. I'm. I've been reaching out to people trying to get somebody. Um, interested in, in representing the me and the film. So I'm working nice. on it. Cool. Well, I'm sure good things will happen. It's a great film. Your your lips to God's ears. <laughs> Brilliant. Well we've gone we've gone through everything on the docket and uh, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna release Sean. Thank you. <laughs> Sean yeah. is going to go cook a Korean beef stir fry. Mm. Well, I got chicken so. tacos today. I made chicken tacos. Yeah, I was actually going to open the show with asking you guys what you had for lunch, but but we opened it with this instead. That, that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. But if I have anything that, to say about it, it will. <laughs> on that bombshell. Thank you. Thank you for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week. This should be available as a podcast. You can follow Small Screen everywhere at Small Screen Co. You can get the podcast at the Small Screen Podcast. Uh, you can't follow me at EJ Lauder anymore. <laughs> uh, you can, <laughs> um, you, you can uh, check out everything to do with Twinite at twinite.com. I believe yep. that, mm -hmm. is, that is the correct yep. uh, address. And we'll be here next week. Thank you very much, guys, for watching. Thanks, Thank everybody. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. You can follow me at 42cut.com. Thanks for listening and make sure you follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on as we'll have new episodes up each week. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Small Screen Co., where we have exclusives, news, actor interviews, edited videos of snippets from the Small Screen podcast and more. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>